Welcome to Baddies with Business. I'm your host, Maloran Hodge. Come with me on a journey as I talk with Black women about their aspirations, struggles, and learnings within business. Learn and grow as we talk about how being a baddie and business go hand in hand. This week's sponsor is Willow Tree Soul Wellness. Willow Tree Soul Wellness is located in Raleigh, North Carolina, and is a safe space to heal your mind, body, and soul. The services they offer are massages, Reiki, and yoga. So if you're in North Carolina and in need of a little reset, book your next appointment with Willow Tree Soul Wellness. You can check out their website at www.willowtreesoulwellness.com. W-I-L-L-O-W-T-R-E-E-S-O-U-L-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S dot com. That is www.willowtreesoulwellness.com. Let Willow Tree help you bring wellness to your soul. Hey y'all, today we're cooking up something good with the chef. Tell the people about yourself, sis. Hi everyone, I'm Chef Rihanna. And I own Your Brazen Chef. So I do a catering company, a private chefing service. I actually teach classes to kids in an after-school program to young girls who are interested in my industry. So if there's food around, I'm pretty much there. I love it. If there's food around, I'm there. For me, yeah. if there's food around, I'm there, but I'm eating it. <laughs> Exactly. Look, come and and be fed. Yes. So Chef Rihanna, not to be confused with Riri. Do people call you Riri? <laughs> My mom's side of the family does. And sometimes if people are being funny, because I'm older than her, I'll be like, I'm the original bad gal, Riri. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes. Okay. So what was the catalyst for you getting into this industry, but also into cooking. So I'm, first off, I'm from New Orleans. So that's where my love of food kind of derived from. My dad would always be in the kitchen cooking up something. And I was right on his hip, just trying to trying to figure out, oh, what are we having for dinner? Or can I help? And things like that. And same with my grandma. She was always, whenever I go to grandma's house, she's always making a batch of something. And I'm like, oh. Can I get involved? So it's funny because my dad used to be scared of me holding a butter knife. He wouldn't let me even mm. like touch knives, to be honest. And I was just like, I got to get in there, though. So like I was like four or five and he started letting me do scrambled eggs and just little stuff. And I remember when he finally let me use a butter knife, it was like a big deal, like a rite of passage. Like, yes, I'm in there. So... That's how that got started. And my grandma would show me how to make gumbo or how to make a roux. I had to really like hold it in when I went to culinary school and was like, that's not how we make roux. But that's how I learned it. So going to culinary school, it definitely taught me different ways of looking at things, different ways of cooking things. And the passion from childhood hasn't gone away. 
So that's why when I say if there's food involved, I'm there because I can talk about food all day long. And going to culinary school, I met a lot of people like me who love to cook. And so we can talk shop. We can just like hang around and also like bit about kitchen stuff. So that's how I kind of got involved with the kitchen. Just that passion of feeding people and seeing them smile when they try your food and you feel all warm and fuzzy inside because you know that they liked it. Yeah. Mm, I like that. So I didn't realize you were from New Orleans. I thought it was your people were from New Orleans. Yeah, I grew up in New Orleans. Yep, yep. I I didn't leave until I was like 19. I, uh, I actually went to a college out there, UNO, University of New Orleans. And unfortunately, all they had was like sanitation class. So mm. I knew I wanted to be a chef since I was like 15. I went to my guidance counselor. I was like, Miss Dillon, I, I want to be a chef or a trumpet player, but I think I want to be a chef. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I so I had already started looking at, at schools, but I, I wasn't ready to leave home yet. So I stayed back and that drive just was like, okay, I can't see myself doing anything else and sanitation classes isn't going to help me out. So I decided to go to culinary school in Norfolk, Johnson and Wales. So I, I did that and then I came to Charlotte and got my four year because we actually were the last graduating class in Norfolk. So once I finished there, they had just opened this campus, I think a year beforehand. So I came out here and, and finished off. But yeah, I'm born and raised in New Orleans and I don't sound like it, but I promise I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to hear your story just like from starting, you know, following your dad around, trying to figure out, you know, what he's cooking, just observe mm -hmm. everything, going to grandma's house, mm -hmm. also graduating to being able to like use a butter knife and scramble yeah. eggs, <laughs> you know, all of that. And then knowing when you were 15, like, this is something I want to do. I could either be a trumpet player, I could go out here, you know, and be like Louis Armstrong, or I can... You know, be a chef, yeah. you know, yeah. it makes me think of like, you wanted to be like Leah Chase. So it's either Louis Armstrong right. or Leah Chase. <laughs> right, right, right. And, you know, and we, we just breed all these wonderful, inspiring people in New Orleans. But I did play trumpet when I was in band in high school. And out there, it's, it's totally different. Like all you're doing is getting ready for Mardi Gras. So, <laughs> so the music is a lot different than what your average band usually plays. It's think about it like an HBCU, but all the high schools are like that. And so you battle different bands and things like that. And I really loved it. And I really enjoyed playing trumpet, but I was just like, you know what? Cooking is the way to go. So that's where I, I was like, all right. So since I was 15, I just had my head straight on. That's what I'm going to do. I love mm -hmm. it. This is great. This also makes me feel warm inside because I went to back to New Orleans for Mardi Gras this year, and it was mm -hmm. it was like it was like a reunion because it, it was been, like a magical place. It was it was magical <laughs> because you know for the last year, two years, like it's been two years since it happened, and so now just mm -hmm. to be back mm -hmm. and everybody's like, wow, yeah, you know, the yeah. bands the bands were on it. You know, they were yeah. on it the same order. So mm -hmm. yeah, it was really good. 
Yeah, I'm glad that you had a good time. I I love the personality and the hospitality of New Orleans. And I know that that's what kind of molded me to be the person that I am. So it's funny because I tell people I can do front of the house or back of the house. And it's because if you ever have been to New Orleans and you know, you never meet a stranger. You'll know the whole story of where they came from and who their people are and the grocery store while you're waiting in line. It's just, it's one of those places that it just sits in your heart. Mm-hmm. Yes. Look, I could talk about New Orleans all day. I know people are like, we want to know more about Chef Rihanna. So can you share more? What prompted you to start this business and to start venturing out on your own? Was it you were doing something else prior and you were like, I want to get back to my roots of cooking and making people happy and seeing the expression on their face? Or ever since you got out of school, has this just been like the work that you knew that you were going to do and you've done? Yeah. So I, I, while I was in culinary school, I actually did internship. I did three internships because one thing I felt like in school, I was behind. So I I did an internship. My first one was in Massachusetts and it was at a resort out there and it was during the summer. And I worked at a tavern on the resort property and I was able to kind of open the restaurant. I was able to take inventory, create soups, just do different things. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is awesome. It's almost like I run the place and it's my first cooking job. So I was just like, you know what, this is awesome. And then I get back to school. I'm like, all right, I want to do that again. And I had to do an internship in order to graduate. So I worked on Capitol Hill for the House of Representatives, which was really cool because you can't cook with fire. So you're like trying to, you're cooking on a flat top or cooking in the oven and just learning different ways to cook. And my third internship was in Ocean City, Maryland, where it was at another resort on the, on the beach. And it was just, it was wonderful to work there, to work with people who look like me, who helped me learn that you need to have tough skin in the business. You need to be able to work all the stations. You need to do this and that and just kind of guide me. So when I graduated college, I stayed in Charlotte and I worked at another resort. I worked at country clubs and I worked in corporate and I was a corporate chef. And those were cool especially being a single mom, working as a corporate chef really helped with the hours that I needed. And I was able to move around a lot. I was able to go from deli cook to grill cook to catering chef. And one thing about catering is you have to be able to cook in batches. You have to be able to cook a large amount and sometimes just a small amount. It depends maybe just the CEOs of the company was meeting with five other people. So you have to be able to have a range of knowledge on how much to make and things like that. And it really sparked the interest. Once I left being a corporate chef, I was actually a sous chef at a hotel out here. And I was a sous chef for the restaurant, but mainly for the banquet side because I just love having to cook for a lot of people. And then you have to meet with them and kind of have a tasting so that you can kind of figure out what they're looking for for their event, whether it's a, a surprise birthday party or a wedding reception or what have you. And once the pandemic hit, just like everybody else, 
I was like, all right, well, you know, I don't know what my next move is. And my dad asked me one day, he was like, look, excuse me, after all of this is said and done, because we thought it was going to be done in a few months. After all this is said and done, what are you going to be able to say you got out of it? Are you going to say that you learned anything out of it? Did you make any moves out of it? What? So I sat on that and I was like, you know, he's right. So (laughs) I started really honing in on, okay, how can I start a business and doing research on, okay, how do I get my LLC? I actually went so far as to, there's a Women's Business Center of Charlotte. I went on their website and they were doing seminars all the time and they were virtual because everybody's on Zoom now. So I just did so much research trying to figure out what do I need to do? How can I start a business and how can I make it work for me? I knew I loved catering. I was already kind of sort of catering for people for smaller parties, but at least from a business aspect, I can figure out marketing. I can figure out how to hone in on who my clientele is going to be. So that's kind of where that whole spill came from. Just knowing that I loved to cater and making that work for me. Mm. Thank you for that journey of starting at a resort or going to different resorts and always coming back to the people. That has been the thread of your story. Mm -hmm. If I were to sum it up into one thing, it is the people. It started with your dad, your grandma, the people of New Orleans, even like being in the band is still the people element of it. Catering is the people. And so. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't even think about that before. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's something about being able to, and my favorite fruit is pineapple. And it's not because of the flavor. It's because pineapple actually represents hospitality. So whenever you see a pineapple sign on a hotel or on anywhere, you know that it means that they're trying to bring you on in and make you comfortable. I like that. I remember seeing someone, I think it was a bartender that had a pineapple tattoo. I was Uh, like, oh, that's an interesting tattoo. mm -hmm. And then he explained the same thing. So now you see. Yeah. Y'all look out for those pineapples. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. They don't just mean change or anything. (laughs) (laughs) So what is something throughout your journey and starting your business and also just like learning about LLC, going to the Mm -hmm. Women's Business Center, what are some things that you've learned throughout your journey about yourself and also about, you know, being an entrepreneur in your business as well? Well, one thing I learned about myself is, you know, that something big is coming when things start falling apart. Like, I'll have all of a sudden, I'll have all these car issues, or I'll have things that just doesn't make sense, just not going right. But then all of a sudden, boom, here comes a big catering or here comes an opportunity. And, you know, it's it's how you handle yourself in those situations. Do you keep going? Do you give up? Do you say, you know what, it's not worth it. But if you really love what you do, then it's always worth it. It's always going to be for the betterment of yourself and to make you stronger and make you humble. So that's one big thing that I've learned. And it's an everyday occurrence almost that I'm learning something along those lines. Also building relationships with people either in your industry or out because you might need someone who 
has nothing to do with your industry and they can help you out. So it's good to be diverse in that aspect. It's good to create a community that you can either rely on or they can rely on you. Again, the people. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that. So the first is the there's challenges that come, but on the other side of that challenge or that storm is the sunshine and an opportunity that you didn't even know was coming. And it's just going right. to be just that blessing coming in. And then you also the relationships. Them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whether that storm, get your umbrella, do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Something great is coming on the other side. And then relationships. So having those relationships, whether it be in the industry, but also outside of the industry as well. Yeah. And um, just like you said, having that people piece there. Yeah. Throughout, you know, that thread. Right. right. Because like with me, I may need a mechanic or I might need someone who knows someone who can do web design. I don't do web design. So make sure that you have a diverse group of people in your circle who can help you or you can help them. Y'all make sure y'all write that down. If you don't have your notebook, pause, rewind it back 30 seconds and play and then write those things down because you might need those gems at some point today, tomorrow, you know, in the future. So you have them. So if you think about your journey, who are some baddies that you want to show some love to right now? So give them their flowers. I do have a nice circle of minority women, actually. And one of them, her name is Candace, and she's also a chef. And she helps me out a lot when I have larger caterings, when I need a little help, with a little assistance. She's always there for me. I have another friend. If I have to do a live or have to do a cooking demo in a wider space, she allows me to come into her home and use her kitchen and, you know, gives me that blessing. I have some friends that pray over me. That, that makes sure, you know, no matter where I'm at with this journey, I stay, stay grounded. I'm okay. And I just, I, I love to be around people who don't mind sharing some of their knowledge, sharing some of their gems. And I think that's really important to make sure that you surround yourself with people who don't even have to be on the same level as you. They can be up or down, but they just make sure that you're good also. So yeah, those are some of my baddies. Well, shout out to all of your baddies. They all know who they are. And Mm -hmm. I hope they feel some warmth and some love when they listen to this. And also for those who may not know Chef Rihanna and you are being that person and support system to a friend, who also has a business, know that we're shouting you out too. So continue to be that shining oh, light. Yeah. I appreciate it. If ever anyone, when they're listening to this, if ever they have a question on anything or they're just trying to figure it out also, look, you can get into my DMs. You can shoot me an email. I'm all about making sure that you're. I'm there for you because I'm trying to start a community within my industry, but it might span outside of my industry of people who, hey, my fryer went down. Do you know someone who knows someone? Or can I borrow this waffle iron? I had to go in that little group chat and borrow waffle iron for a large catering that I had. And it's just nice to have a little community, you know? Yes. See, back to the people. (laughs) Got those relationships and those people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. When you think about your 
catering company and the work that you're doing now and you've done up to this point, where do you hope to be in the next two to three to five years? And how can the community of baddies help you get there starting from the day they hit play on this episode? One thing I would really like to do is be more involved in food festivals, food and wine festivals. I was one of the chefs at the Bay Haven Festival this past October. And it was such an amazing experience, especially with all the minority chefs that were there and just just feeling all of the love all around you every day. It was just amazing. And I know not every festival will be like that one because I mean, that one, like it kind of set the bar, but I would definitely like to be more involved in more food and wine festivals, but also a little more exposure. I have a a small following on Instagram, but I definitely don't mind doing more speaking engagements, more if I can, again, help someone out with learning how to do whatever kind of cooking videos they'd like to do. You know, that's that's something I definitely want to do more of. Just be out there. <laughs> be, be out there. So if you're listening and you have a food and wine festival, hit up Chef Rihanna. If you have a speaking engagement or you've been thinking about a speaking engagement, hit her up. She could be a part of that. Also, we have our Brazen Baddie edition. Hopefully you caught it in March, but if you liked it, slide into our DMs because we can easily do another Instagram Live where we cook together. So those are a couple of options. You got more? Well, I I appreciate all of that just now. And if I can get maybe mentorship, I like to make sure that we have more representation of minority women making sure that our younger generation can see, you know, oh, she looks like me. Oh, she talks like me. Oh, I feel a connection. Or, you know, I really want to learn how to cook. Mom, can you find me a chef who can teach me? I would love to do more of that. My daughter's 13 and she just loves the kitchen. She loves being able to be around little kids also and teach them. So it might be a mother-daughter duo. We don't know, but that's <laughs> definitely something that'll be in the in the future, if not the near future. I love that. Some little cooking classes, you know. Yeah. I like it. Mm, wonderful. So this <laughs> is all incredible. For people who want to support you, where can they find you on social media? and on the web. I'm on LinkedIn, Chef Rihanna Radcliffe, R-E-Y-A-N-A, and my last name is Radcliffe. You can find me on Instagram, your brazen chef, underscore under each word, and brazen is B-R-A-I-S-E-N. So the funny story about that is I was driving Lyft, and I definitely wanted a different name than what I had originally envisioned because nobody could pronounce it. And so I was like, you know what? I need to figure out something else, something kind of universal. And I'm definitely a brazen woman and I like brazen in the kitchen. That's a cooking technique. So I just kind of put that together and that's where your brazen chef came from. So that's Mm. one of my Instagram and TikTok names. And I have a YouTube video called Chef Rihanna Taught Me where I make sure you can cook things in your home or in your apartment, something something pretty easy, pretty quick, and that's on YouTube. I will make sure to include 
all of the um, links and handles that you shared in the description of this episode so you all can easily find it so there's no excuse that you can't support it'll (laughs) all be there so in closing i do something called a baddie benediction so this is not necessarily a prayer if you want to throw our prayer out there that's fine but this is a closing to the episode so you get the final word so what is your baddie benediction chef rihanna my baddie benediction would be for all of you ladies who are listening to this who think that oh i'm not sure if i can do it i have too much on my plate already just know a little bit at a time. It's not gonna come easy, it's not gonna come quick. This is years and years in the making of me being able to share a a story. You know, you may be still creating a story. I know mine isn't done yet. So I really hope that you realize that you have it in you and all you need to do is find a spark. You don't have to be the best at anything. You just have to grow and be willing to learn and willing to experience and willing to fail a few times and know that because you are great, you can do it. And you have people who are rooting for you that you don't even see yet. So just don't give up yet. Don't stop on six. Don't stop before you realize because that seventh step might actually be that one. Thank you for listening to another episode of Baddies with Business. To support today's baddie, head on over to the description of this episode to find out more where you can follow them on social media, their website, and also support Baddies with Business. Thank you so much for continuing to support this community and myself. To learn more about Baddies with Business, you can check out my website at www.baddieswithbusiness.com. Or shoot me an email, baddieswithbusiness at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Be bad, be bold, be a baddie.